very, very good morning to you on Fellowship Day 442. My eyes turn sideways just to remind myself of that exact number. As I do more often than not, I used to call that a little bit of a an aside. I noted it thinking that sometimes I would forget the number of the day, but I think now I'm just in complete and utter denial about how fast all of this is going. Exacerbated, as always, as a parent, by watching the little ones grow up as quickly as they are. My kids are now three and one. And this this is not really what I want to talk to you about today, but the reality of running these fellowships is all of the other things that are in your mind that are at play when you're challenged to focus on the fellowship work, the day job, the research, the looking after the team. So this morning, for example, I'm sitting down at the desk after what we would call in Glasgow a uh, start to the day. It's pissing down of rain, I'm soaking, but that was the least of my concerns. I've walked to work from my kids' nursery and the eldest, both of them love nursery, but the eldest for some reason has flicked a switch and is feeling a little bit sad, uncomfortable going into nursery. She's becoming more aware that mum and dad are off to earn pennies during the workday and she's enjoying time with us she's enjoying movie nights and everything that we get to do together but I think she's having an increased awareness of how rare that time actually is given uh, all the commitments of life and all the challenges that pull us away from time together so she's going into nursery crying most mornings and it it just rips at the heart a little bit. It's hard not to think about that. You feel utterly helpless to it. Console them as you do. There's just some things they have to work through on their own and you just need to be there. There's nothing much you can do. You just need to be there when you can. So that's consuming my mind this morning. But here I am. I'm back at the desk for what I think is actually the first regular recording of the Read Indeed podcast in quite a little while sitting at my desk ready to get tore in to revisions of a paper we recently submitted to a journal. But ahead of that, I'm also thinking about this time of year where we're about to welcome master's students into the team. Again, a, a new batch of students who will take our team from its core modest size to something much bigger. And I think I've reflected on this a little bit before. I'm having some deja vu, but, you know, be that as it may, the rep repetition of thought is often a signal that the good shit is sticking and it's worth repeating for those of you out there who are listening, thinking about going into research or doing leadership work like this. When a team goes from small to large, and as it is happening here, that can happen in a heartbeat. At certain times of year, you need to be ready to go from a team of, let's say, four to 10. And what I've realized over the years, having practiced a lot of different ways of running meetings, running one-to-one -one meetings, getting project updates, trying various different project management platforms, is that there might be a good way of working when the team is small. There might be a better way of working when the team is large. But what I've found more valuable than simply adapting to one situation or another is creating 
the foundation through which our practices are completely independent of scale. What do I mean by that? It means that the way that we work now is the same whether the team is two people or 20, whether it's four or 40. It doesn't matter. We use a particular project management platform. We have just come to a collaborative sort of agreement on how we want to run our group meetings going forward. We've got a way of openly staying accountable to one another with the tasks that we have to do individually and as part of group projects. These things, these things are, they simply are. They won't change after October when the team increases in size dramatically. They won't switch back to anything different when we go to a quieter time during the next summer. These things will remain as they are. The team will run the way the team runs. And for any outsider, you know, modesty hat off again for a second, that might look smooth, that might look as if it's always been, but it's absolutely the process of trial and error to get there. None of this is by accident, but none of it was established very easily either. We've tried a lot of things that just simply haven't worked. We used to have exceptionally formal one-to-one -one meeting forms, which for some people helped, they enjoyed that structure. But overall, it just wasn't really fitting with the rest of the group culture. And so our project management platform, which enables you know, WhatsApp-style group chats, as well as formal to-do lists, is a far more productive marriage that we've found, but we've only found it through experimentation. So while I think about all the other things that are rattling around in my head, let me keep this episode short and sweet with a prompt, a consideration, the thing that is always the promise of the podcast, based on what I've just said about project management, how can you ensure that your team is run such that you can adapt to scale? How can you work at any scale? How can you set up your team practices to run just as smoothly, whether your team is tiny or triumphantly village-sized? I try too hard to put the purple pros in there, but I hope the prompt, I hope the consideration sticks with you, how you can think about running teams both small and large. Thanks as ever for being here. I really do appreciate it. I know it was probably even a little bit more monotone than usual, but, you know, such, such is my mood this morning with what I'm thinking about. But thanks as ever for being here. I hope you're doing great. I will see you again soon for another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Take care.